0: check crazy all right back in the day man you know what uh you know in the scripture you would read that that when the people of God were trying to get a word from God right. there get a word from God God will just start just pounding down with thunder and like be crazy he come back well, you know what they say dude the next time you talk to God this out, man. Every time you talk to God, it just, we hear his voice, man, and it just trips up. We feel like we're going to die, all right? And they were really, we don't got to be scared no more. We don't have to be afraid of God's voice anymore. As a matter of fact, every one of you have access by the blood of Jesus Christ, all right, to the voice of God. can't touch. But you know what? Now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I have access to the voice of God and to the life of God in our Because he says, look at, and he says, he says you know, so, so see to it. And I'm reading out of, out of Hebrews chapter 12. Wasn't playing this, so it's not up there, but who cares, right? Anyways, so check this out out of Hebrews chapter 12. So, so see that you do not review, refuse him who is speaking. See that you don't refuse him who is speaking. See that you don't refuse God as He speaks to you. All right. See that that He's up again, and this time I'm not only going to shake the earth, but I'm going to shake the heavens and the and the things that that are not grounded and founded in the Word of God in the blood of Jesus Christ. Guess what? They're going to fall to the wayside. But what stands are those who Jesus Christ and the death, the bear, the resurrection. And then he says, So therefore, he says this is the if you're like, where is this? Is it's in Hebrews chapter 12, 18 through twenty-five. Check it out another time, all right. But but he says, Therefore, let us, let us. He's talking about us, us, me. For receiving a kingdom that cannot be. Shown. Let us let, let us family, we're gonna pull that up here in a minute, offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. And you ain't the Lord, all right? Yes, sir. All right. When we talk, praise the Lord. Amen. So check us out. Let's just go ahead and pray. So Father, we give you the praise. Lord God, we give you the honor. We give you the glory, Lord God. And we are just so thankful for your glory in our life, Lord God. And we pray in the name of Christ Jesus, Lord God, that you would would, uh, guide us through your word. Help us, Lord God, just to submit to who you are. And it's all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know what? Man, this would have been a perfect time. I have this big Hulk hand. You ever see those Hulk hands? And I wanted to just put a hole in it, put the mic right there, hey, and just talk about Jesus. Like that would be awesome. Anyways, so. So check this out, man. The other night, like Friday night, we, had, uh, we were having this barbecue. I was at a barbecue with a bunch of uh, 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 family, God's family, my brothers, my sisters, and we're getting some pretty deep conversations, right? Because that's what's happening when you're around God's family. I mean, I mean we, were, we, were, we, were, we were getting this true, we had this heart-to-heart, all right, with a couple of brothers this Friday night of the, of the decline in America today of red chili, all right? And this is important. This is so important, all right, because I am having a really hard time finding red chili, a good red chili, all right, like my grandma's red chili, all right? I used to come in my grandma's house, and she'd just have it on the stove there, just like it's nothing, like, you know, like it's a box of cereal you could pour. It was like the best red chili in the planet, and I've never had it since. Now, I was in New Mexico a couple of weeks. They came a little close. That's some pretty dang good. We say amen. We got some pretty good red chili. I'm actually going to try to get some imported here by my brother next time. All right. All right. But, but but it's still not red chili, which is why I become a huge fan of green chili. Right. I know. I know. It's crazy. And so we got into this deep theological conversation about red chili. But it was pretty awesome because then the conversation actually started to get extremely Cool and deep as these men of God, as we started to speak about how God has challenged us, has called us and challenged us, and even equipped us to love His daughters better, our wives. And we had this conversation man, these men, these real men, these strong men, all right, men that go out and, you know, kill animals and bring them home so we could eat and stuff like that. These kind of guys. We're talking, having this conversation. It got really real as we talk about the love that that Christ developed in us to love his daughters. And you see, that was a conversation worth remembering, right? That's a conversation worth digging into. I mean, how often do we need some kind of encouragement in this life? Right, I mean, it's fun to talk about things that we that we like and that we agree upon. Right, we'll talk about food, red chili, all day long. Right, we'll we'll talk about the movies that we saw and how cool the movies were. All right, we'll talk about really, really important things like who can spit the farthest and who can burp the longest. All right, and and I mean, we'll talk about these. And it's helpful and it is totally important to talk about these things. I truly believe it. But why is it hard to talk sometimes about matters of integrity? Matters of our heart, and I'm not just talking to men, I'm talking to women too. Why is it hard sometimes to talk about what the Spirit of God is doing in our life? Why is it hard sometimes to talk about this battle, this battlefield that we're on that's called life and these fights that we have to fight every day in some way? Why is it so hard to have those conversations? Because it's hard to find people who have the same foundation for those conversations. See, if we don't know what you believe and why you believe it, it's really, really hard to have these heartfelt conversations without getting into some kind of weird debate about how to love our wives or love our children or care for the world or the hurting and the poor or whatever, how to manage our money. It's hard to find people who lean into God's truth about these things, people that we can trust, to talk about and have these conversations, people that we trust to fight alongside with. You see, Jesus Christ, he calls these kind of people, he calls them his family. He calls them his, his family. And, and next to his glory, he, pray, he places a, an extremely high value on his family. And we're going to prove it here in a minute. And so you, some of you, you get that, right? You get that because you grew up in a very, very close family. I grew up in a really, really, see, this is why I have that thing, because I need to use other, that's why I have two hands, so I don't have to hold, you know, so I can use them and stuff, you know? <laughs> but some of you get that because you grew up in a really, really close family, real close to your brothers, your, your sisters, your mothers, your fathers, your mother, your father, and your aunts, and your uncles, and your cousins, and stuff like that. But some of us here don't get that. Because we didn't grow up, some of you didn't grow up in a really close type family where all that was taking place. So I wanna, I wanna try to level the playing field here and just for a minute. Has anybody ever heard of the phrase blood is thicker than water? Anybody heard that? What does that mean? Anybody? What does it mean? That, that what? That your family? What, what, what does it mean? Blood is thicker than, than water. What does that mean? Closer to your family than what? Than people who are not family. And it talks about the, the, the blood of your family. So, so, so those of us who have grown up, all right, know what that means. It means family first, right? And I get that because I was a little kid, all right? My mom's like, you know what? Where are you going? I'm going to go out and play with my friends, all right? Because we're going to do some stuff. We're going to go find some frogs and throw them around and stuff. And he says, she's like, no, you're not. We're going to your cousin's because it's your birthday. Says, it's your cousin's birthday. I'm like, no, mom. I want to go out and throw some frogs around. She's like, no, 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 no. It's your cousin's birthday. Family first, right? Blood is taken than water. We, we get that those of us who grew up in that strong family environment. But wait, wait a second. Again, I want to level the playing field here because if you, if you trace that, that phrase, blood is thicker than water, all the way back to its early origin, you'll find out it actually was intended to mean the exact opposite. The original phrase was, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That's what it originally meant. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Meaning that the choices that you, you, the bonds that you make by choice, all right, become stronger when the people are bound to it, uh, when when you're bound to it, rather than being bound to the water of the womb. It was originally meant for soldiers. The blood of the battlefield that brought us together was stronger, all right, than the water of the womb that we left at home. See, in a sense, it totally applies right here. We have been made family by a different blood. We have been made family by a different blood. The blood of Jesus Christ makes us family. We've been made family. Did you hear that? By a different blood. If you grew up in a family, well, then you have an idea what this family should probably look like. And if you didn't grow up in a family, but you made some other bonds outside the family, you've made friends that actually became family, then you also have an idea what this looks like because Jesus Christ has leveled the playing field by creating this common ground with the blood of his cross and the power of his resurrection. You see, he, he begins, three things I want to talk to you about today. He begins this family with his word. He challenges this family by our love. And he establishes this family in his blood. Amen? All right, want to pray one more time, and we're going to kick this party off. So, Father, we just give you the praise. We just give you the honor. We give you the glory, Lord God, in the mighty name of Christ Jesus. God us, Lord God. Amen. So, as you know, if you've been around here for a while, we've been going through the book of Luke. We're in Luke chapter 18, all right, right now. And I think today we are in Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 19, 20, and 21. And it's just basically we're going to, you know, God, is, you know, he, he kind of says some stuff here. Jesus says some things here, and it kind of kicks off the conversation for today because I think it's worth looking into. All right, and so in Luke chapter 18, he's got a huge crowd, or chapter 8, I'm sorry. He's got a huge crowd around him, and they're pressing in on him because they want to hear what he's got to say. And they're coming real, real close, and they're just crowding about him. In other of the Gospels, they say he was in a house, actually, when this was taking place. And somebody comes in, and check this out. It says, then his verse 18, chapter 8, verse 19, Then his mother and his brothers came to him. But they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, hey, Jesus, you know, like your mother and your brothers, they're out standing outside and they want to see you. And Jesus answered, and it seems kind of crazy, but we're gonna unpack this a little bit. He says, He says, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Now, Jesus, we're, he's not showing disrespect for his mom, because you'll see throughout the scriptures, he has mad respect for his mom, all the way to the point of the cross, where he's asking somebody, man, make sure you take care of my mom, all right, while he was dying on the cross. So, that's that's not what he's doing here. As a matter of fact, we're actually going to open up a scripture that one of his brothers wrote, wrote actually, and put in the, it's in the Bible after he had passed away. It's in James, the book of James. That was his brother, all right, so Jesus wasn't showing this disrespect to his family here, but in fact, he was challenging those who would become his family, you and me. It blows me away, man, to think that Jesus himself wants me to be his family because that's what he's saying here. My mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. He values that kind of relationship with me. He values that kind of relationship with you. But, 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 but we have to follow that word, those who hear the word of God and do it. Later, after Jesus's death, burial, resurrection, and ascension into heaven, one of those brothers, by the name of James, wrote the book of James, and here's what he said about the Word of God, because he was very much about hearing, not just hearing, but doing. He says in James chapter 1, verse 22, but be doers of the Word, and not just hearers, just lying to yourself, deceiving yourself, all right, and so many times we think it was just enough, all right, to hear God's Word, and to feel convicted, all right, I really stepped on my toes that day, all right, whoo, man, that was good, I ain't changing nothing, but man, that was was really good. He says, check this out. He says, you know, he said, but be doers of the word and don't deceive yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his face in a mirror. All right. He looks at himself in the mirror. And you ever look at yourself in the mirror and see you got some bats in the cave, right? They're just kind of hanging out. And you don't do nothing about it. I'm going I've looked in the mirror. You got a big old bat hanging in the cave. It's actually squawking and everything. All right. And you just go out and start talking to people in public. Sorry, but you know, I just let's get real. Every, every, there's nobody here that has never had that happen. All right, so <laughs> there's some common ground right there. All right, and so, and so, wait, and so, like you know what? But he says, you, 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 who looks at himself away and then forgets what he was like. Nobody does that. He said, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. So, like, whether you grew up in a close family or not, we all have ideas of what a close family looks like, right? What do you expect in a really close, tight family? What are some, give me some words that you would expect to see? Love. Very good. Love. What else? Honesty, faithfulness. What else? trust. What else? Huh? Forgiveness. Caring, forgiveness. Exactly. We can go on and on and on. Unconditional love, care, caring, all right? Uh, respect, right? You know, you, you use, the thing is you can't just claim the title, right? You must own the position, you can't claim, you know, in, a, in a good, strong family, you don't just claim the title brother or sister. You have to own the position. I am your brother. I am your sister. I have your back, you know, forever. There's, there's this mutual respect and this mutual, now check this word out, mutual submission, right? All right? There, there's no, there's no dom- I mean, a good family doesn't have a, a you know, a dictator in it. There's always this mutual submission of of servant leadership in the home. And what I love about the word submission, it's not quite what you might think it is. It actually comes from the word sub, quote, uh, and then mission, unsub, underneath the mission. And the family of God, right? And the family of God, the, the, the mission of God is found in the word of God. And so, this family that Jesus is referring to is the family of God that is submission, submissive to the word of God underneath the mission that God gives in his word. And when we are all about that mission and nobody here trying to be God, all right, then you have an amazing family, like minded. You see, Jesus himself led me to himself in the word. I told you years ago, back in 1995, I started reading the scriptures and it just started blowing up on me. And I started seeing who Jesus was, who God was and who I am, who his Holy Spirit was and is, and it just blew me away. And he led me to himself through the word. It was because I was reading the word of God that I couldn't wait to meet you guys. I was 32 years old. I've never been in, you know, in involved with a church before in my life. All right? I, a, I think it was in the fifth grade. I went to church with my grandma because I saw the pastor's daughter was really <laughs> cute. All right? That was it. So by that time I was 32, nothing. Nothing. And I started reading about you guys. And I started praying. I was asking, God, are these people still doing this? I started reading about the church. And I couldn't wait to meet you guys. And God led me to you. You see, being in submission to the word is what unifies his people. It almost immediately makes strangers, all right, family. Family. Have you, have you ever met somebody that, you know, like you just met them for the first time and all of a sudden you start listening to the way they talk and you have a sense that they actually know Jesus Christ? I mean, a lot of people talk about God. Yeah, I totally want to lift it up to God. Uh, yeah, man, it's just like, you know what? Ah, yeah, bam, 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 God is my Savior. I mean, God is all that and boom, you know what I mean? And they've just got all this stuff going wrong in their life. And you're like, oh, if we're talking about the same God, bro. But have you ever met somebody who just, their language is just seasoned with the word of God? It's like you automatically start to love that person. And you're like, wait a second, I think we're, we're family. I think we're family. It's kind of amazing. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I met a pastor from Uganda, and we were hanging out. We've been hanging out for a little bit these past couple of weeks. He's heading back to Chicago today, and then back to Uganda. And, uh, and this is him right here, Pastor Shane. I think I got a picture of him. All right, amazing guy, man. When I met this guy, I just fell in love with him. I said, you know, I started, we went to lunch. And we, me, him, and Pastor Brian went to lunch, and we started talking. I immediately fell in love with this guy. Why? Because as I started listening to him, he was telling me about the ministry Right? But I just started listening to him, the way he talked, the way he cared for these children over there in Uganda and the school that was created and that he put together over there and how you know, how everything was just being done you know, in submission to Christ for the glory of Christ. And I immediately fell in love with this guy. I mean, I would go to Uganda just to hang out with him. I'm not even kidding, I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's, like, like I said, you, you, can, you can vibe with people if they like the same things you like, you know what I mean? I can vibe with people if they wanna talk about building motorcycles, if they wanna talk about, you know, nerd out on Marvel movies, I love that, all right? And if you wanna talk about yard sales, you wanna talk about heavy metal and the future of rock and roll, I love having those conversations. If you wanna talk about tacos while eating tacos, woo! I am your guy. Yeah, I can vibe with that all day long. But I fall in love with people who I can see that love Jesus, whether they're anything like me or not. When I hear the word of God come out of their mouth, man, when I I see the heart of God in their eyes, and you know what, you can just see it, and you just know it, and you just want to be around them people. This is what Jesus is talking about when he says, my family are those. He's challenging us to be in his family and it's so amazing to know that Christ wants us to be that close. So number one, he begins his family, like you just said, through the word of God. Number two, he challenges his family with their love. Later on, The night before the crucifixion, Jesus is hanging out in this room, right? And you've heard some of the stories. He washes the disciples' feet. They take the Lord's Supper, all kinds of crazy stuff. He initiates the Lord's Supper there. A lot of crazy cool stuff is going on there. But then after all that, before they, they, he, he 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 says this in John chapter 13. He says, a new commandment. He challenges his family with their love. He says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, that you love one another. And he doesn't just say that. He says, just as I have loved you, you're also to love one another. He says, by this, this is how the world is gonna know you're my disciples. T-shirts are cool, earrings and necklaces, tattoos, right on cool. You wanna put Jesus on blast like that? Knock it out but I always tell people your, your witness should enter the room way before your mouth, way before your billboards. All right, billboards are cool, I love them, I got, I got plenty of them, but your love for one another. What church have you ever heard of in the United States that is known predominantly, primarily for their love for each other? I'll wait. Let's be that church, man. This is what he wants. This is what he says. This is what he asks us. All right? I mean, if you pray our father, or if you call God Father God, or 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 even call him dad, all right, you're claiming a family position. Are you owning the position? You see, as a parent, and I'm a parent, I have five children, I have nine grandkids, all right, loving every minute of it, but as a parent, what I want my kids and my grandkids to know first and foremost, you know what I mean? From me, about me, about when it comes to me and my relationship with them, the first thing I want them, yes, I want them to know Jesus. But when it comes to me, the first thing I want them to know is that I love them. Right? I want my kids to know that I love them. I want my, my, my grandkids to know that I love them. The second thing I want from them, I want them to love me back, man. I want them to love me. I'm not going to force them to love me, but I'm hoping that my love for them is going to initiate that love back. But you know what the third thing I want from them? It's an equal importance. I want them to love each other. It blesses my heart like no other when I see my children just hanging out, laughing and loving each other, sharing life. And I believe that God has given us that heart. You see, Jesus prayed for this the night, the very the very moment, moments before he was arrested, he was praying in John chapter 17. He's praying with his boys, right? And he's and they're listening to him pray. And he says this in in the middle of the prayer. He, he prays, you know, for, for, for the glory of God through him. He prays for those guys that are right there with him, all right, the 12. And then, well, now the 11, because one decided to quit that night, all right. And so, but, but then he starts to pray for you and me. Look at in verse 20 of John chapter 17. He says, I don't ask for these ones only, just these, the, 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 the apostles are right here only, but also for those who would believe in me, those who would believe in me through their word, through the word of God that he's given us through those apostles, and what is the prayer? Look at verse 21, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, and are in me, and I in you, that they, me, and you guys may be in them, may be maybe in us, he says. Why? So that the world may know that you sent me. That is a huge why. That is an amazing why. That's what I recognize, number one, from here. Proximity doesn't equal intimacy. Just being like here in church and close and listening to the word of God, just being around other Christians doesn't equal intimacy. The intimacy is built far more on what we might think of what we turned it into. There's intellectual intimacy, being able to talk about these these big things, and and the, you know, with that with that foundation of Christ. There's emotional intimacy, being able to share the heart, the pain, the victories, all right, and then the cheers that we have in life, all right, with that same foundation of Christ. There's spiritual intimacy, being able to share the Word of God, all right, and how God is speaking to our heart, man. You know, have you ever had God tell you stuff, man, and you just read in the scriptures? You just want to tell somebody, but. You're you don't feel that anybody's going to take you seriously. That gets crazy. You have a whole family here of people who take you seriously. Look across the aisle. Watch, on the way out of here, grab somebody by the shirt and say, will you just take me seriously? No, don't do that. All right. No. <laughs> Probably don't want to do that. That'd be bad. <laughs> They'll say, yeah, all right. Pow. All right. No, don't do that. Don't do that either. If somebody does that, don't respond like that. We're God's family. All right. Being close to each other doesn't necessarily mean you're close. because we're all in the same room. A lot of times we equate that. But let me ask you something kind of glaring here. How many people here do you find yourself no more close to than those you just happen to be in a movie theater with? I really should just like end the sermon right there. (laughs) Okay, see you later, guys. Have a good one. Praise the Lord. Check this out, man. When we share the common bond of the authority of God's word, and we have the possibility for true, true, authentic, genuine intimacy. My buddy, uh, Tom Schrader, he's my mentor for a lot of years, man. He said this. He said, who you call in times of crisis? He said, that's your church. That's your church, man. You call in times of crisis is your church. And if you don't have anyone to call, man, can we be your church? Can we please be your church, man? And I know the pushback, man, because so many of us are thinking, you know what, man, is is easy? Making Jesus family, no problem. Making those Jesus people in my family, it could be a problem sometimes. Some people, say he's, he's just a lot more lovable than some of his people. Let's just go right there. All right, we'll stop it right there. I was having a conversation with Pastor Shane. He asked me, what are some of the barriers you know, from, from, you know, for, for people to get really close to Christ? What are some of the barriers? And my first initial thought was other people. A lot of times, church people just make it harder for people to know Jesus. I don't don't know if we're supposed to do that. How hard was it for you to know Christ? I guarantee you, man, it wasn't that hard. That's why I love our vision here. We, We exist here to make it easier for people to know Jesus, but also to lead them into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's our vision. That's our mission here. I think it's a good one. this it was crazy now here's what's crazy look at what jesus says. how how jesus will come to christ we have, have you have ever looked at some church models and stuff like that we need to go reach people for christ and they have all these evangelistic you know conferences and ideas and, and if we could just do this and here's this plan strategic plan for reaching the community for jesus we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to do this you know what jesus said to do it's crazy. It was in that one verse, all right, 21. That, that they may be all one, Father, just as you are one, and you and me, and I and you, and that they may also be in one. What? So that the world may believe that you have sent me. Our love as his family is Jesus's main plan for making the world known to him, know him. We're the plan. All those evangelistic, okay, maybe there's some good stuff there. But if we don't begin with his original plan, here's how the world is going to know me. Because you love him, and you love her, and she loves him, and you love those guys, and you love those guys. And you know what? We're not just in a movie together. We're his living and breathing church, activated, all right, by his Holy Spirit in the word of God, under the mission of the word of God. So we know that, alright we right, I'm gonna try to land this plane, all right? So he begins his family. This is family value is the name of the sermon. And he begins his family with his word. He challenges it with our love. And number three, finally, he establishes his family with his blood. You say you need to start with that one. You know, well, we do start with that one, but Jesus started before he shed his blood. He started talking about family, being connected in the word. He started talking about being connected by our love. And then he established this family with his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. That was necessary because our sins not only kept us from him, but they kept us separated from one another. And his blood is what unifies us, not only to him, but unifies us with one another. We have to remember the second part. as he shed his blood on the cross right there on that hill, and he died, and he said, it is finished. Man, you know, paid in full. And he went to the grave. And they're like, wait a second, how's that paid? Well, just watch this. Boom, drop kicks that stone, out of the way. He's out. He's alive. He's a great God. He's king, all right? He's, there's no, no, no match I love, again, what, what, uh, what uh, Darcy said last week when she was uh, uh, talking, uh, sharing in her song. She said that, that you cannot over-exaggerate that, the glory of God. And the book of Hebrews tells us, now you'd be right to, to, to study this out a little bit. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says, therefore, because of all this, brothers, he says, he says brothers, now when he's talking about brothers, he's talking about brothers and sisters. The Greek word is Aladephi, and it means brothers and sisters. Family of God is what he's saying right here. Therefore, family of God. Since we have confidence to enter into the holy places by the blood of Jesus Christ, in other words, we have access to God Almighty by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the new and living way. In other words, this isn't, this isn't, you know, this, this is a brand new, and the, the new covenant, the, the, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the blood of the womb. All right, that by the by the new and living way that he opened for us through his curtain, all right, through the curtain, that is through his flesh, creating access. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, we're the family of God, God abides. Since we have this, I've I've talked to so many people and I'm sure you do too. You ever have somebody say, I just can't trust a God who sends people to hell. You ever anybody say that? I can't follow a God who sends people to hell. Remind them when they say that that we're all, we were all going to hell. We were nobody, he ain't sending anybody to hell. We were all on our way to hell. Every human being on the planet was on the way to hell. And he says, Look, it, I won't want you to go there. Here's my son. Here's his blood. Here's the cross. Here's his resurrection. Here's my glory. I don't want you to go to hell. Come with me. He says, Since we have all this, three lettuces. All right. Lettuces, let us alone. Let us, he says, he says, verse 22, he says, let us, the family. All right. Draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts. Let the word of God sink in right here. I'm just going to read this through. Watch this. So, so, so since, since, since since the blood of Jesus, since this new and living way through his flesh, since we have this great high priest over the house of God, let us, let his family draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. The blood of the covenant It's thicker than the water, the blood of the womb, the water of the womb. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. We have been made family by a different blood, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's stop just claiming the title and let us own the position of family for His glory. Amen. Amen? So, what I want you to do, all right, what are you gonna do about all that? All right, you know, and like we gotta have something to do, right? Because you know, we need to respond to this some kind of way. Well, here's what I want you to do it's quite simple. We talked about it, it was just written right there in Hebrews, right through the three lettuces. All right, and it says right here, and I'm gonna talk, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in the order of his blood. All right, so number one, now check this out. Here's what, first of all, I want you to be the family that God has called you to be, and I want you to stay close. All right, I love to tell people that just stay close, stay close, and they're wondering what I'm saying when I say stay close. All right, and it's simply this: number one, stay close to Jesus. You've been brought close by His blood. All right, now stay close to Jesus. And they're like, "How do I stay close to Jesus?" Check this out: number two, stay close to the Word. All right, who is my brothers, my family, my mother's? Those who my sisters, those who stay, who who hear the Word of God and do it. So, we can stay close to Jesus by number two, staying close to the Word, submitting under the mission of God that we find in the Word of God for the glory of God. So, stay close to Jesus, all right? We've been brought near by His blood. Stay close to the Word by submitting to the Word. And man, I would say get close and stay close to each other. See, love is a choice. I've done enough marriage counseling over my life, in my lifetime as a, as a pastor, to recognize people don't fall out of love and they don't fall in love. You choose to love. You make a choice. So choose to love each other. Amen. Here's the scripture we went over this weekend. You might wanna take a picture of this. All right, this is a scripture we talked through this week. Uh, Man, don't just take my word for it. Open up this word right here. Take a picture of that, man, and and, and read this and see if, I, if we even know what we're talking about around here, man, or if we're just pulling stuff out of a hat and just kind of making it fit in God's word, all right? That's very dangerous when you try to make God's word say what you want it to say. Open up this word, check our work, but then check your work. And most of all, trust his work, amen?